0: This is Double Strength. strength. Mama Power It's the stuff podcast. Remember when you used to leave your house with just a wallet? Now it's nappies, blankie, teddy, books, and two changes of clothes. With no added sugars, and Mumpedia Pro 3 toddler milk is one less thing to worry about.
1: You know how, when you want to cook a recipe like risotto, and you look at one recipe and and you haven't got all the ingredients, and then so you find another one, you end up triangulating and making your own risotto. That's what we did with our risotto based children. (laughs) Wonderful. And each risotto is different, the ingredients are different.
2: Oh, Jesse Mulligan, he always makes me smile. We're going to be talking to him and his wife Victoria about parenting styles. Tui, are you rock, tree, or paper? Are you playing games with me, Susie? No. <laughs> <laughs> These are three different styles of parenting or ways that you could describe them. So, you've mm. got the rock, who is very solid mm-hmm. and quite straight mm-hmm. and immovable. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the tree, which I guess is still firm and fair mm-hmm. and a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more mm-hmm. movement I love in that the that description. Style. It's mm. like that kind of steadiness
3: in the ground yeah. with the blooming and blossoming yeah. up above. Yeah, okay. And then you've got paper.
2: Mm -hmm. Which, let's face it, you can crumple paper. Mm -hmm. So the kids tend to rule the roost a little bit more with paper.
3: Right. Oh, how interesting.
2: What about your parenting styles? What what would you be?
3: Oh, I think I'd be a Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I do, because I think I've got that, you know, that strong steadiness with a little bit of paper decoration.
2: This is double strength mama power. Kia ora, Koto. Now when it comes to parenting, style matters. And we're not talking about designer label baby bags or the kind of stroller you're pushing. It's about the way you interact with your child. And that can sometimes be quite different to your co-parent, which can be a bit of a shock for some couples. So how do you make your parenting styles sync and keep your partnership intact? To discuss this, we have a couple who are proud parents to three gorgeous beings with another one on the way. Victoria Mulligan is a public health consultant specialising in the prevention of non-communicable diseases in the Pacific and New Zealand. Her husband Jesse fronts RNZ's afternoon show, after which he jumps on his bike to get up to TV3 to be the nightly co-host on the project. Jesse, Victoria, welcome. When you got together, did you ever talk about parenting styles before you started having children?
1: Not a million years.
0: We had talked about having children, and we thought that we might have some difficulty with it, and um, didn't. But then it just happened, and then it kept happening.
2: And happening and happening, and congratulations, (laughs) you're on to number four now. Uh,
1: We've worked out how it happens. (laughs) Yes, very good. I want to make that clear. (laughs) And
2: you're obviously still very happy about that. It's not a mystery (laughs) to us. We worked it
1: out. (laughs) We've spotted a pattern. (laughs) Someone told us, a good friend of mine said, you can only ever imagine one more child than you currently have. So that's sort of how it's been for us, really, right?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I agreed to one child, and then here we are. (laughs) They just keep ticking over.
2: What would be your favourite thing about parenting?
1: I haven't thought about that before. I love having love in our household. Love's a great thing. I grew up with love. The more children you have, the more love you have to give, and the more love you receive. So that's a corny way of explaining what makes me happy about being a parent. How about for you, Victoria?
0: Uh, I like seeing the dynamics between the kids. So I like that you've made these beautiful creatures that are just divine and then they're divine in their own right and then you see them... Talk to each other, like even the first words I remember they said to each other, the first time they said each other's name, I remember being like, oh my goodness.
1: The first time you see them relating to each other without your involvement is kind of special, right?
0: And then as they go older, hearing the conversations, hearing (laughs) what they talk about, I just just find that gorgeous.
2: Do your parenting styles take the path of your jobs? So are you more the communicator, Jesse, And are you the more manager of it all, Victoria?
1: I would say you're definitely the manager of, of, (laughs) of it all, yeah. But uh, but she's a uh, she's not an autocrat, you know. She takes feedback from her employees.
2: <laughs> so, um, Jesse, can you put your uh, hands over your ears just for a moment? Were you surprised at Jesse's parenting skills?
0: I always knew he'd be a, a great parent. I've got like much younger sisters, and he was always really sweet with them when they were wee. Um. With his own, he's he's amazing. I mean, he's hands-on and he's engaged and he's thoughtful. But he's always been thoughtful, so I sort of expected that he would be that sort of parent that thought everything through and took it all very seriously. And So I guess in that respect, it wasn't that surprising, but it's been wonderful because he is as great as I sort of had hoped he would be. Jesse, what does hands-on mean
2: for you?
1: Yeah, um, having an equal part in decision-making, not having... Mum's jobs and Dad's jobs.
2: You change as many nappies.
0: Yeah. yeah, and he's been that way through them all, actually. Would you say that you were uh, rock, paper or tree? I, I came out as tree and then I did it answering as GC and he, he came out as tree as well, which wasn't really surprising.
1: Two trees. Two, Two trees. trees.
0: Okay, so let's explain what a
1: tree is.
0: It sets boundaries, I think. Pretty pretty firm on setting boundaries, but within the boundaries listens and communicates and takes feedback.
2: Of the three different parenting styles, that would really be the ideal, wouldn't it? Because a rock is really, don't, doesn't budge, very, very strict and, you know, you have to play by the rules. And paper, you just let the kids run wild. Mm. So being a tree is a little bit
1: of both. And, and that was by design, before the baby had arrived, Victoria had read every single book there was about newborn babies. And me as well, like I didn't do the hardcore reading, but I was all about, let's find out exactly how to do this mm-hmm. and then we'll do it exactly the way that the book tells us to do.
0: There were probably elements of books that um, worked better for certain children,
1: Yeah, but you, there was you no know one way. You know how when you want to cook a recipe like risotto and you look at one recipe and, and you haven't got all the ingredients and then so you find another one you got, and so you end up triangulating and making your own risotto? That's what we did with our risotto-based children. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and each risotto is different; the ingredients are different.
2: Yeah. So right now, Jesse, you're a real foodie, aren't you? Yeah. What about the kids? Because that can be bring out a certain parenting style when it comes to food.
1: Yeah, Victoria is incredible with this, and I take no credit for this. This is probably one one of the areas in which we diverge because I'm more conservative. I know they're gonna eat this, so let's cook this, whereas Victoria has pushed, pushed, pushed them to to eat everything and now they do. Oh, great, it's amazing.
2: So when you say pushing, what does that mean, Victoria? Are you you have to eat that before you can leave the table or?
0: No, but if I make a dinner, that's dinner. I'm not making four different dinners. (laughs)
1: Okay. It did take a bit of getting there, eh? Yeah, definitely. Like Hazel, I remember there was a time that we were convinced that all she would eat was Marmite toast, and so you thought for a moment there, well, maybe I've just got a Marmite toast daughter.
2: We found that tomato sauce was a particularly (laughs) good food group that covered
0: everything, literally. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, do you ever use the carrot
2: of dessert when it comes to, to dinner?
0: Um. not Not really. We do. We are a dessert family. Probably. I think five out of seven nights, the kids would have dessert. But dessert for them is frozen berries mm. and, and plain yogurt. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> the miserable households.
0: No, but the thing is, you've got your, natural yeah, your broccoli. Or
1: you won't get your natural <laughs> yogurt, and <laughs> frozen berries. Everyone.
2: Are you the the treat giver?
1: No, I don't think so. No, no, we're we're pretty. We got lucky, really. We are really similar in, in style, and so there will be times when one of us will start to waver, but not for long. Really, we come back, and you know, I can't remember any real major arguments about a decision that we we're going to make about our children's upbringing, mm. which is a real blessing.
2: Oh, definitely. Your parenting styles are they perhaps a result of your parents' parenting styles?
0: I think it can't be anything but, really. We did, we did talk about it. I think Jess and I were similar in that both of our upbringings, we were showered with love, you know, and we both grew up thinking that we were yeah. very special people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the mistaken impression that, <laughs> that we were different to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. My mum was so supportive of me that even anything that could happen in the outside world, I would just think, well, that's just some anomaly because clearly, you know, I'm, I'm God's gift. <laughs> I mean, I did grow out of that, I'm pleased to say, but um, that kind of unconditional love from a parent, I think, does you heaps of favours.
2: Oh, certainly.
1: So we've got all that. I, I think less of the boundaries, rules stuff, I don't think we necessarily got that off our parents, but definitely the, the home of love.
0: Best parenting advice that you've ever been given, what would that be? That everything passes, the good and the bad things, which I think is quite important because you get so many like tough Tough, tricky things, particularly when they're little. You know, when you're up in the middle of the night and you're trying to get them back to sleep and just knowing that that passes, you know, that that is a phase and that won't be the rest of your life.
1: Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Mm. The bad stuff or the good stuff.
2: Mm. One piece of advice that I was given by my mother-in-law was that if you did disagree on something, that you take your disagreement out of the room and then come back as a united front.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think that doesn't often come up at the age our children are, really. But I could imagine, you know, as they're getting older, our eldest is eight years old. So, you know, if, for example, she's reading a book at the moment that is meant for nine to 13-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So we have kind of chatted about it together and come to the view that she can put that book aside for a couple of years before she comes back to it. Like That would have had been a tricky conversation to have with her there. Mm. And you and I had to work out how we felt about it And talk it out.
0: Yeah, there'll be times where one of the kids will ask me something and I I genuinely will think I need to have a chat with Jessie about that before I make a decision. Mm. And they're pretty used to me saying, I'll talk to Dad and then we'll get back to you and we'll have a chat about it in the morning. And I think it's good also for the kids to see that it's not just me making the decisions and that it's, you know, Dad's just as involved as as Mum. Definitely. How about the best advice that you could give a parent? I, I think always have someone on your side, have have a teammate. And I don't necessarily, it always needs to be your husband. It could be your mother or your mother-in-law or a best friend. But certainly in the early days with, with my kids, you know, there are times where you're so sleep-deprived and we're both problem-solvers. So you're trying to figure out how to fix something and just having someone on your side to say it'll be fixed and if it's not fixed today it'll be fixed tomorrow it'll be fixed next week and I'm here and just tell me what you need
1: sure if we're going going through like a tough thing it is incredibly reassuring for me to hear Victoria say to me I'll get over it it's only going to last a couple of days and I sort of know that but it's really nice to hear that from someone lucky that we're that person for each other but if you're not, if you're radically different styles, then having somebody who can be the more sane version of you during a stressful moment is, sure. is huge. Sure,
2: bit of a tag team. Yeah, and you've both got such busy lives. How do you juggle it all? How do you make it all happen? Calendars.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think very that's helpful. Victoria. Victoria is, is the manager of making sure it all gets done, yeah.
2: With very public profile for you, Jesse, and also for you, Victoria, do you feel uncomfortable when you're heading out with the family? Is there
0: any extra pressure put on you? I think for the most part, with Jesse, people are really sweet, so they'll, they'll come up and say, hi, we really like what you're doing, we like your show. And that's really nice, and he'll always say thanks and we'll move on. And then there's been a few instances where people really want to have a chat. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be in the middle of, you know, family breakfast or... Sure. And that's I find that quite tough. But again, Jess is pretty firm on saying, hey, this isn't really something I can talk about now with my family.
1: Like when I'm with my kids out, I like to have my head down. Although generally in my life, I enjoy people coming up and saying hello or, you know, I've seen you on know, the TV or you know, the radio or whatever, I actually I get a bit grumpy about it when I'm with my kids, like a school drop-off and that sort of thing. Probably exactly. unreasonably grumpy. <laughs>
2: Look, it's early. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's your time, too. It's your special time to be able to say those goodbyes and yeah. hey, have a great day and all yeah, those yeah. sorts of things. Hey, well, look, we have really enjoyed our chat with you today, too. So thank you so much for giving your time. Thanks, Susie. And all the best with the arrival of number four. Very exciting. You.
1: Yes. Are you available for babysitting?
2: Um, or tell you what, I've got somebody who's <laughs> turning 14 who is desperate to babysit. So right. between us, I'm sure we'll be able to help out. <laughs> you say potato. I say potato, Potato. 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 Tomato.
3: A girlfriend had a baby and as we arrived to go and see her, her partner was coming out of the driveway and warned us that she was feeling quite emotional. So we went down and sat with her. It took me back. I'd forgotten how that felt. The absolute shock of it all. I said to her, I know, you just don't you just have to take the baby everywhere with you (laughs) now. She couldn't believe she couldn't just leave it with her partner. And she was still completely indignant about having to take the baby with her.
2: That was just another one of our wonderful parenting pop-ups.
3: I'm loving hearing these, much as I loved hearing from Jessie and Victoria. It's amazing to me that they seem to be, and are, I think, so cohesive and have such a, a united
2: parenting style Mm. what do you think what do you think I think the communication that they have as parents between themselves is fantastic Mm. and that's something that we try and do Steve and I Mm -hmm. my husband it's a little bit hard the hours that we keep as parents Mm -hmm. with our jobs and things like that and try and keep one step ahead of the kids can Mm. often be a challenge how about you and Hamish
3: Well, look, we're very united in terms of our values. And I think that's what I heard throughout uh, Jesse and Victoria's conversation, especially where he talked about love and growing up feeling special. I think it's so important as parents when you're parenting together to have those shared values, but then you can parent differently. And I would say that my husband and I uh, do parent differently. He was brought up by two parents who are lawyers and, you know, that comes from a place of right and wrong. Hamish and his parents is much more clear around boundaries and what's right and wrong. Um, so maybe he's got a bit more of the rock in him. I like to go deeper and and talk with the girls about exploring their feelings and what's going on. And I think that can sometimes frustrate my husband. Mm. And and that's actually great. That's a little bit of the, the yin-yang because sometimes if I kind of get too caught up in the stories and the feelings, he can pull me back and say, hang on a minute, you know, actually we're the parents, Let's just make a call here, um, whatever that call may be. So I think that's um, really important to
2: have those two things. Definitely. Definitely. You grow with your child. You Mm. go through the stages with them. Once you get to the teenage years, the boundaries that are being pushed and Mm. the situations that those children are going to find themselves in are a lot more intense mm. and they're a lot harder so you actually have to be that rock for them right. keep those boundaries it's great
3: to have names for these styles so that you can start to understand what you're doing and how you're behaving but they they don't define us do they no they don't and we don't have to be that all the time would you say you are more one or the other of these styles we're
2: talking about i am i would like to think of myself as a tree mm. I do have the tendency to become a rock and become a little bit more strict. Mm. There are certain things around social media that we will Mm, not allow to take place. But that's because of their safety and their happiness. Mm. But um, you still need to be able to bow to the wind. Mm.
3: Totally. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, we practice the tree pose. So
2: (laughs) I'm very familiar with being a tree. We're going to have a wonderful, mindful moment with you in just a moment, aren't we, Tui? We are indeed. That's right. But first, how about a word from our
0: sponsor? You're just about to leave the house. Now, what was that one last thing you were going to pack? Even though we can't make up for the lack of sleep or lapse in concentration, we can reassure you of the care that goes into the development of our Ann Mum toddler milk right here in New Zealand. Anne Mum, you've got
3: this. So we've covered a huge number of attributes in parenting today. Um, I would describe some of the attributes we've heard, such as gentle, connected, thoughtful, as yin styles. And then we've heard of more masculine yang styles, such as being strong, dynamic and decisive. Now, none of us are exclusively one or the other. We all have elements of yin and yang. At times we need to be more gentle and yin. Other times we need to hold firmly yang. In yoga, yin is said to relate to the left side of the body and yang the right. The ideal is to have equanimity, a balance between both sides, and there's a particular breathing practice called nadi shadan that moves breath up and down alternative nostrils to bring the body back to balance. So let's try it now. Using your right hand, gently close your index and middle finger together. That's the pointer and middleman to those of you with toddlers. Bring them to rest on your forehead, just between your eyebrows. Bring your thumb to rest gently on your right nostril. Ring finger to rest on your left nostril. We're going to close off our nostrils alternatively as we breathe. If you have a blocked nose or you don't like the idea of doing this, you can just visualise the breath flowing up and down each side of your nose. Okay, now wherever you are on your breath cycle, let's take a full exhale out together and close your eyes. Now using your ring finger, close your left nostril and inhale through your right. Using your thumb, close your right nostril and exhale through left. Keeping left open, inhale through left. Close your left, exhale through right that's one full round returning us to where we began let's do another one together keeping left closed inhale through right close right exhale left keep right closed inhale left close left exhale right it's another full round now this time is yours to do one more full round now in your own time now when you're finished just take a moment to notice how you feel perhaps you feel more centered maybe more grounded of course the more rounds of breath you do the more deeply centered you'll feel and five rounds is my recommendation that'll take you only a couple of minutes as I mentioned you don't even have to use your hands and block your nostrils you can simply visualize the breath going up and down each nostril so you can do it anywhere bringing calm to car rides use it to keep even tempered during supermarket meltdowns been there done that used my nadi shadan And a final little tip. If you've been a little bit too strong and dynamic with your children, maybe you've just lost your cool with your ease, and you want to prioritise those lovely yin qualities, start and finish this practice with your left nostril. Or, if you've been too soft and need to strengthen your resolve, start and finish on the right.
2: Tui, that feels so good. Good. That's the whole point. Yes. (laughs) And... My, my lungs feel clearer. Mm. My whole head feels clearer. Mm. Why are we going through one nostril and then out the other mm. and, and cycling it around? What, what, what does that do?
3: So we have two main channels of energy up and down our spine, one on the left, one on the right. And what it does in breathing through alternate nostrils is it starts to bring those together and balance those two channels of energy and bring you into equanimity. So it's a, it's a beautiful practice for balance.
2: And something like that can actually clear a blocked nose, can't it? Oh, I don't
3: know about
2: that. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
3: don't know. Oh. I've never tried to unblock my Why nose Okay, doing that.
2: Well, we'll g- I'll have to experiment and give it a go. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what I love too is that breath takes you right down into your... Uh, diaphragm, which mm. is where we really need to be breathing Absolutely. as well. Absolutely,
3: yep, deep belly breath. Mm.
2: I wonder if we could share that with Emily Wrights when she comes in next week. Oh, look, I bet,
3: well, I don't bet, I know from reading so many of her blogs that she has tried just about everything to get her children to sleep. And I have loved reading all of her writing. She's so real, she is so raw, so I cannot wait to talk
2: to her about sleep. So we're going to finish this episode with a love wrap, courtesy...
1: Of Jesse Mulligan. Love, 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 yeah, yeah, love, love, yeah. love. I love love having love in our household. Love, love's a great thing. Love, 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 love love's a great love, thing. Love, love's a great love, thing. And I grew up with love, love, love. Love's a great thing. Love. love. The more love you have to give, love, and the more love you receive, love. So love, that makes love. me happy about being a yeah. parent. Love, love's great thing. Love, love, love love's great love. thing. Love, love's great thing. Love. love. And I grew up with love.
0: One day you'll miss it, you know. The early morning wake-ups and jumping into bed snuggles. The bath times and bed times and story reading routine. The meal times and wipe-ups and general racket of a busy house. So enjoy it while it lasts. And Ann Mum Pedia Pro 3 will be right there with you. And Mum, you've got this.